what is up guys welcome back to a brand new episode of the throwback thursday i almost said web Stringers podcast but welcome to a brand new episode of throwback thursday this is the one and only show where we talk about all th- wow i keep forgetting the catchphrase this is the one and only show where we go back in time and we review a movie as if we had seen it for the very first time so i almost called it the web Stringers podcast but ended up almost using the zeke said so uh catchphrase yeah. But anyway, um, so uh, obviously, uh, if you guys uh, have been paying attention, we've been reviewing a bunch of horror movies in honor of the month of Halloween. Uh, getting into the Halloween spirit, we've been reviewing uh, a select uh, some horror films of my choosing. And one of the films that I have chosen, especially for this week's episode, is the original 1992's Candyman. Since we were supposed to get uh, the new Candyman this year, I thought it'd be fun to review Candyman, the original, this year, since we were supposed to get the new one uh, earlier this year. But thanks to COVID, we got nothing as far as movies go. But uh, that's not bad. But we are going to uh, talk about uh, the original 1992 film Candyman. So without any further ado, let's get on with 1992's Candyman. Have you ever heard of Candyman? And if you look in the mirror, you say his name five times. In cities everywhere. Candyman? They whisper his name. Right. Candyman. It's just a story. Candyman? Candyman. Just a ghost story. Candyman. An entire community starts attributing the daily horrors of their lives to a mythical figure. The legend first appeared in 1890. He was attacked, mutilated, and burned to death. Poor Candyman. Helen, a woman died in there. Leave it. Everyone knows he isn't real. That's modern oral folklore. Everyone. Except Helen Lyle. Bernadette! It ain't safe around here. I don't scare too easy. Wanna know about Ruthie Jane? They ain't never gonna catch him. Who? Candyman. Who is that? I came for you. Do I know you? Now, she is about to discover. Helen? What's behind the mystery? I'm sick. What's behind the legend? Listen, he's under the bed! And most terrifying of all... Come with me. What's behind the mirror? He's here. Candyman, you don't have... So Candyman, it was directed by Bernard Rose, and it uh, was written and directed by Bernard Rose, uh, based on The Forbidden by Clive Barker, and it stars Virginia Madison, uh, Madsen, um, Tony Todd, uh, Xander Berkeley, Berkeley, okay, Uh, and Casey Lemons. And Philip Glass is the man who does the music. Uh, in this film, uh, 
So uh, I have no memories of Candy uh, Candy Man. I almost said Candyland. Um, I, not not the board game. Um, I don't have any memories of Candyman, uh, mainly because this is my first time ever watching the movie. I've never seen Candyman. Uh, I've heard of it. I've always heard it was a horror film, but I, you know, because I'm not a big horror movie buff, I just have never seen it. I never got around to watching it. And so I thought, you know, since we were supposed to get the new one this year, I figured let's, why don't I just give this one a shot? So I gave this movie a shot, and a lot of people seem to really love this movie. I think it's a very groundbreaking horror film. I don't think, I think the movie's fine. I don't think the movie's great, but I also don't think it's terrible. Um, I think there are aspects of the movie that are fantastic, that are actually, I will say, really great, you know. And I will say, as a horror film, it does do a pretty good job of kind of creeping you out a little bit. Um, I just don't know... I mean, it's a very slow horror movie. So there are multiple times where I can see somebody who is not a fan of those slow burn movies getting really bored. Um, I personally am... A, uh, a fan of the slow burn, um, but even I, as somebody who is a fan of slow burn, my my thing is if you're going to do a movie that's a bit of a slow burn that that takes a while for it to get going, you gotta give me characters that I can get myself attached to, and unfortunately, I just didn't care about any of these characters. Um, uh, Vir- uh, Virginia Madsen uh, plays the the lead, uh, Helen, uh, Lyle, I believe that's her name, that's the name that comes up on Wikipedia, so I'm just gonna go with it, um, I don't care about her, um, then Xander Berkeley, who's from Terminator, who played John Connor's, uh, stepdad in Terminator 2, I wanna say, yeah, Terminator 2, um, He's in the movie, and he plays um, uh, her horrible, horrible, like, um, husband, um, or fiancé, whatever. Um, and then you have Casey Lemons, who plays Bernadette, who's, you know, the the horror movie friend. And what do I mean by the horror movie friend? I mean, the friend that sticks by the side of the main character and then gets brutally murdered halfway through. Um, by the way, spoilers. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I guess I should talk about the positives first. I'm getting into the negatives. I I guess I should just get into the positives of this movie first. Um, I think for me where the positives start was that I love how this movie does a good job of setting up the, the lore or the myth behind, um, Candyman. This idea of going into you you go in, you go in a mirror you say the you say the Candyman name five times shows up and kills you. It's a great great idea, and I love how there are uh, like mural, murals painted um, in that building. What what is the the building called? I believe it is called. Oh, what is it called? Uh, 
Cabrini Green. Um, and, you know, I, I love... I love how, you know, Candyman has basically this painting on the wall um, at that little, at that residence area. Um, it's a great kind of, great kind of setup for the final shot of the movie, um, which I'll get into because I really love the ending of this movie. Um, speaking of Candy Candyman, I want to talk about uh, uh, Tony Todd uh, as... Uh, Candyman. I think he is fantastic. I think he is the absolute best part of this entire movie. His performance, um, I love how he wasn't just a guy that, you know, because what most horror films, especially nowadays, what most horror films try to do is they try to get the, the, the main antagonist of the film to scream a lot and that and and it's meant to scare you um i love that this i mean yes there are moments where Candyman will do the typical monster yell but i just find him so terrifying even when he's just standing there looking you in the eye like i there's one part where um it's before Bernadette, the friend, uh, gets murdered. Uh, she just goes into the apartment, turns around, and Candyman's just standing right there staring at her. I'm just like, okay, that look, if I saw a dude looking at me like that, I'm running the other direction. <laughs> um, and I, I think that's, that's great because it's not, you know, what, what a horror film nowadays would try to do is when she turns around, you know, Candyman would probably make some scary-looking face and basically you'd have this loud jump scare, boom, you know? And um, that usually, that doesn't happen. Like, I would say the, mo the, the biggest overuse of that um, is probably, I would say It Chapter 2. There's a lot of moments in It Chapter 2 where, where they basically, you know, the camera pans around and all of a sudden something... A weird looking face with a loud boom noise just pops out of nowhere, you know. Um, and I love the fact that Candyman can literally just look at you and you find him so creepy. You know, that to me is what makes a good kind of uh, monster or a threat in a horror film. Um, like, perfect example. And I'm going to talk about this when I review the movie. But Halloween. Michael Myers doesn't even have to attempt to kill you in order for you to find him terrifying. All he has to do is stand there. And you are already kind of like on the edge of your seat. Like, you're already just kind of like, I don't trust that. I don't, that guy looks a little, he looks a little shady. You know? Uh, and, you're, and, and you immediately are already kind of sh shooken up by him a little bit. Um... And that's how I feel about Candyman. Even when you, you, he could just be standing there having a conversation with Helen, and uh, you're kind of you're you're just terrified just because the just because of his um because of the way they've set him up, but also because of the way um he's portrayed 
uh, by Tony Todd. Um, so that works. Um, um, I also, I, again, like I said, this movie has some really good scares. There's some legitimately good moments where I myself will, uh, found myself kind of jumping and kind of getting a little bit, uh, creeped out. Um, however, and this is going to lead into my negatives when I talk about my negatives, um, there were an equally amount of cheap jump scares, um, and I'll get into that when I talk about the negatives, but what I really want to talk about is the ending, because I feel like the ending actually made me just, you know, if it was, if the ending of this movie was such trash, then I probably would have given this movie a bad, a bad, uh, kind of review but because this ending was was good enough i can say the movie was fine just because of this ending so this movie ends with this uh this bonfire Candyman gets burned you see uh helen kind of crawling as she's kind of being burned um she dies of her um of, of her wounds um, they have a funeral for her and everything, and the that little kid, um, what's, what's his name, uh, I believe, uh, uh, oh, Jake's the name of the kid, but Jake, uh, walks in and basically throws Candyman's hook into the grave, and you almost don't know why he, he did that, and if they would have ended the movie right there, that's where I kind of would have been like, Okay, that's that's interesting. That that's an interesting way to end it. But then they push it just a little bit further. And we cut to Trevor. He's in the bathroom and he's kind of depressed and you know, he's living with uh Stacy who is uh and and he's at the bathroom. He looks in the mirror, says Helen's name five times. All of a sudden the lights go out and uh, Helen is right there, and he and she brutally, brutally murders Trevor. And all you see at the very end is um, uh, is a shot of uh, Candyman's uh, lair, but a new mural ha uh, mural has been painted, and it's um, and it's Helen with kind of the fire. Uh, you know, uh, kind of the, the fire replaces like her hair. Um, and the, the thing you're supposed to, I mean, a lot of people, uh, the way you're supposed to think about it is that, you know, she has become the, uh, the, the, the folklore that Candyman was. And I kind of like that because it shows kind of her growth as a character, I think she's she's really, in my opinion, the only character uh, that has a full growth. Um, and I like how it kind of comes full circle. How she starts off in the beginning, she kind of doesn't believe. You can kind of get the sense that she doesn't 100% believe in this folklore about Candyman. But it's not until... Um, but now, you know... Uh, by the end of the film, it kind of comes back a little bit full circle where she now is the, uh, 
she's now that folklore that she originally did not believe in. Um, or has become a folklore just like Candyman. And I love I loved it. I, I love that. I, I think it's such a great way to kind of wrap up the that that story and kind of end it right there. It's because I think it's just such a um kind of a, a beautiful ending almost. Uh very tragic ending also. Um but I guess now that I've talked about the positives and the negatives um, I'm going to talk, uh, well, I haven't even talked about the negatives. I guess we should get into the negatives. Um, other than Helen and Candyman, uh, every other character in this movie is about as dull as dishwater. Um, I don't really care about any other character in the movie. Uh, in fact, a lot of the characters in the movie are basically expendable people. Like, basically, uh, if they died, I didn't care. Like... When Ber- uh, when uh, Bernadette died, I didn't care. Uh, Trevor died. I was like, thank God, because I didn't care about him either. Um, you know, there's just so many characters in the movie where you think, oh, okay, I could care about them. But then you just end up, you, you, you don't. Um, and I just, I, I never once felt myself going, oh, I hope that character doesn't die. In fact, I was waiting for them to die. I was, there were certain characters in the movie where I was just like, oh gosh, can they just kill him already? And I shouldn't feel that way going into a horror movie. If you've done a good job developing your characters, you should not go in there saying, I hope that character dies. I don't want them to be around anymore. I, I just, I don't care about them. You should never catch yourself saying something like that. Um, uh, if the movie has done a good job, you know, building those characters, you know, and unfortunately, I, I, I'll take it back to when, when we when I talked about Jurassic Park. That movie works very well, not just because the dinosaurs are cool in that movie, but because the characters in Jurassic Park. The, the first one, there is a scene where everyone is gathering around a table and they talk about the idea of the park working and, and whether or not it's a good idea to be, to, you know, you get all their point of views, you know, and unfortunately there is no scene in Candyman where I felt like, oh, okay, I, I understand these characters now, I care about them, whereas in movies like Jurassic Park or you know even even the mummy 1999 you know I I had moments where I where I truly cared about the characters you know and unfortunately Candyman other than the main character herself um and the the monster um I didn't really care about any other character you know in fact when Bernadette died and Helen gets accused for it. I didn't freaking care. I was just like, thank God. They they did that. Thank goodness. Well, you know, and I don't know. It just, it to me, just, I don't know. Maybe it works for other people. Maybe the, the characters are great to other people. But for me, I just didn't care. That's negative number one. Negative number two, and a lot of people are going to be shocked when I say this. The music. 
I don't think the music's all that great. In fact, I think it's actually kind of annoying that they went for the exact same operatic tone for the entire movie. I just, I was about sick of ho, 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 ho. I'm like, oh, just stop. Just stop. At least give me a, give me a, if you're going to do a scary tune, then at least do something different. But no, they just go for the same really annoying operatic tone. I'm just like, oh my gosh. I found myself rolling my eyes every, I found myself actually putting the TV on mute every time that score came on. I just was like, nope, can't do it. Can't, can't do it. You know? Um, so that's, that's, that's my other negative. Um, first 30 minutes are a bit slow, but again, that just goes more down to the slow burn feel of the movie of what they were going for. Um, I just don't find a lot of it very interesting to me. There's certain things in the beginning where I felt like they could have uh, cut it out of the movie and you would not have missed a single beat. Um... Uh, let's see. Uh, some of the performances are pretty bad. Uh, a lot of the performances are pretty pretty cheesy in this movie. Um, um, and let's talk about the, those cheap jump scares I referred to earlier. Um, there were several times in this movie where I was like, oh, there's, there's going to be a cheap jump scare. I, I know there is. I know there is. Um, for example, there's one moment where, um, Helen and Bernadette are walking around the, um, the, 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 the housing project and, uh, one of the doors just opens up and a dog just jumps out and it's meant to be a big jump scare. Um, then there's another one where, um, where Helen walks into the um, the the eventual lair of Candyman, sees the mural, and um, and you know Bernadette just is standing there in front of the mirror, and then all of a sudden, you know, she pops out, and uh, you know Helen pops out of there and says something, and it's meant to be like a big, like not a big jump scare, but it's meant to kind of make you as an audience member go, <gasps> you know. And it just, to me, it was one of those moments where I was like, okay, we, we, we get it. Can we, can we stop? I mean, we're supposed to be better, you know, the, 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 the eighties and nineties horror films are supposed to be better than the, the, the modern day horror films of today, you know? Um, and I just felt like they went for some of the tropes that, and again, a lot of these tropes were not as overused as they are today. I get it. But to me, because I think it's because I've seen them done so many times. If I give Candyman a pass for it, I gotta give movies like, like the con, like the Nun, a chance, or Annabelle, or Truth or Dare a pass. Not that the, not that Candyman is as bad of a movie as any of those. It's not as bad as any of those other ones. But I'm just saying those movies do the cheap jump scare move 
And Candyman had a couple of those where I was just like, okay, I, I can predict that, that there's a jump scare about to happen right now. Let's see, three, two, one, oh, uh, yep, exactly as I thought, and it was a jump scare. So, and again, that's just me. A lot of people have different opinions, and that's cool. Um, so, uh, let's see, um... Let's, uh, I want to go ahead and talk about um, the the the. Uh, there were two sequels that were released after this. Um, I have never seen any of them. Um, I know there was one in nineteen ninety five, and nineteen ninety nine. One of them was called Candyman: Farewell to the Flesh, and then Candyman. Uh, Day of the Dead, which I don't even know how you make a sequel to those movies, but okay. Um, I I feel like the movie ends good enough where you don't need another one after it. Um, but the movie made so much money, and um, yep. um but of course, uh, it led to a uh, it led to an announcement in September of 2018 when it was announced that Jordan Peele uh, would uh, take on the project uh, under his uh, production company, uh, Monkey Paw Productions. And now they are, um, and the movie was scheduled to come out uh, this year, but then. Um, Unfortunately, because of the pandemic, uh, it is now not coming out until 2021. So, um, but uh, Candyman has had an enormous impact uh, as far as horror films goes. Obviously, enough of an impact that they're going to be making that they're going to be doing a remake of it. Um, so, you know, there's that. Um. Other than that, I don't really have anything else to say, but um, I guess I can get into my overall thoughts. Um, I thought this movie was good. I didn't think it was great. I had, I have, um, I don't, honestly, I don't even know if it's a good movie. It's, it's, it's fine, okay? I don't really have anything else to say, but it's fine. It has great moments, for sure, and moments that I walked away going... Oh, wow. And I, there were a couple moments where I let out an audible what the F. Several moments where I let out an audible what the F. But I just feel like, in my opinion, I don't know if I can say that this was a uh, one of the great horror films that I've seen. Um, I do think there are a couple other ones, and we're going to get into one of those uh, next week. Um... But as far as Candyman, I don't know if I think it is uh, it is one of the great horror films. Um, and look, that's just my opinion. You don't have to agree with me. It's totally cool. If you love Candyman, awesome. Good for you. I just think the movie is fine. Um, again, I don't hate it. I don't think it's a terrible movie. I don't think it's an awful pile of garbage. I just think the movie's fine. Um, and, uh, overall, I am going to give Candyman, um, a solid 6 out of 10. Uh, it's a perfectly fine movie, and, um, I, but honestly, I don't know if I would ever watch it again. 
I just don't think I could ever find myself sitting down and watching this movie again. Um, but again, that's just me. So anyway, guys, that will do it for this episode of, uh, of Throwback Thursday. Um, we obviously talked about a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff. Um, hang on a second, guys. I'm trying to deal with something here. I'm trying to do a lot of different things here. This is why I need, I, I, this is why I wish I had somebody here to work the, com- work the computers for me. But anyway, um, okay. So wanted to do, uh, I wanted to do a couple things before we signed off here. One, I wanted to let, remind you guys that Throwback Thursday is coming to an end in two weeks. We've only got two more reviews for the season and then we are done. Um, we got, uh, next week I'm going to be doing a review for Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. So definitely, if you guys want to hear my review and thoughts on Psycho, definitely, first of all, you might want to watch the movie. Um, you might, you might actually want to watch the movie. Um, but, uh, definitely watch the movie and join me as I get to talk about that, um, masterpiece. Cause I, it is one of my favorite movies of all time and I am super excited to talk about it. Super excited to kind of analyze it because it's actually, it is one of my favorite movies. If you guys listen to my top 10 favorite, top 15 favorite movies of all time, you guys know that it was in my top 10. So it's it's up there as far as my favorite movies of all time goes. Um, but also, um, I wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit of a, of a sneak peek as to what can what you can expect for next year's uh, season. So I have January all the way to October of next year all planned out. Um, and I am just going to give you guys the month of January first. Uh, I'm I'm going to I, I'm going to announce all of the movies I'm going to review for January before I. Uh, well, January going into February because there there's a series that I'm starting in January and it will go into February. Um, but the first two movies of the season are actually ones that uh, I have actually been requested by personal, you know, I mean, uh, former people I worked with, but also, uh, my, some of my friends have asked me to review this. Um, and plus I've never seen either one of them. So it'll be very interesting for me to talk about both of them. I'm going to review reviewing, uh, I'm going to start off throwback season with a bit of, of, uh, two bits of fun movies. And I'm going to talk about Paddington and Paddington two. Um, Talking about those two movies. I've never seen either one of them. So I'm actually... And I've heard they're great. You know, if they were garbage, then I probably would have... uh, I probably would avoid them as much as I can. Um, But I've heard they're great. I've heard they're not like the Alvin and Chipmunks movies. So I'm actually pretty excited about that. (laughs) Because I don't think any... Anything... uh, I don't think it's that tough to beat out Alvin and Chipmunks. I I don't think so. Um, But... uh, this is why I wanted to give you guys the the month of January because in January, um, Cobra Kai season three I believe is supposed to drop in January, um, right? Am I right on that? Actually, let me look it up. Um, Throwback Thursday is usually supposed to be forty minutes anyway, so I'll I'll run the clock. I don't care. Um, Cobra Kai season three. So Cobra Kai season three I believe is supposed to drop in January. 
right? Uh, let's see. Let me see. I'll bring it up here. Okay, yeah. It's supposed to drop on January 8th. So, um, because Cobra Kai Season 3 is going to drop, um, I thought in honor, in celebration of Cobra Kai dropping, I'm going to, on January 20, starting from January 21st all the way to February 11th, I will be reviewing the Karate Kid movie, starting with the original Karate Kid trilogy. And then I'm even go. I'm even going to, as an added bonus, I'm also going to talk about the Jaden Smith remake. Um, and I'm actually looking forward to talking about those movies because I have actually really, I actually have not seen Karate Kid Part 2 or 3. Um, I, the only ones I've seen are the original and the Jaden Smith remake. Um, but, so yeah, in January you'll get a review for Paddington. Uh, Paddington 2, the Karate Kid, the original. Uh, Karate Kid Part 2, going into February, you'll get Karate Kid Part 3. And then on February 11th, you'll get the uh, the Jaden Smith Karate Kid remake. So, um, that's just a little uh, a little bit of a hint as to what you're going to get as far as um, as far as the review goes for on uh, next season. Um, but I'm telling you what, guys, I have far, far, far more um, reviews planned uh, for next year. Um, I'm planning on doing a series of reviews for the MonsterVerse films, uh, Godzilla and King Kong movies. Um, I got the I got uh, the the DCEU series planned out. Um, I got Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm planning on reviewing all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies next year. Um, and next year's Halloween um, month is going to be pretty interesting, actually, because I got a, a few movies that I think are pretty underrated and uh, and don't... Well, two of them are all-time classics. One of them is very underrated and I think doesn't get enough attention, but I'll get into that. We, we have a full year, so... Um, but wanted to give you, I, I just wanted to share with you guys that I do have next year's season of Throwback Thursday planned out. But, but once again, we got to finish this season. So join me next week as I talk about Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. And uh, the week after that, on October 29th, you're going to get a review for Halloween, the original. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. Oh, my God.